Hello and welcome to the College Soccer Today podcast. This is your host, Jack Latterman. And today we will be looking at the newest rankings put out by College Soccer Today, as well as the rankings put out by the United Soccer Coaches Poll. We will also be previewing a few matches and looking at the conference tournaments that come this week. First, I thought we would start by looking at our newest rankings put out last night. The first place team, the SMU Mustangs, at 12-1-2. The Mustangs have one of the most impressive resumes, in my opinion, only losing one game this year to a ranked Denver side. SMU doesn't have the same strength of schedule as some of the ACC and Sunbelt teams, making them less tested than some of the others, but they have been extremely solid on both sides of the ball this year. They will face Memphis Thursday and will take on the winner of FAU and Charlotte in the AAC championship game if they advance. In the number two slot, I have the West Virginia Mountaineers. They have only lost one game all year to a very hot Kentucky team in Lexington. They have wins over Marshall, who was first at the time, and Portland, who was third at the time, and drew at a top five UCF team. The draws versus Loyola, Maryland, JMU, and Georgia Southern are a few blemishes, but this is a very strong side and one of my favorite teams to roll to the College Cup. I have Marshall at third with a record of 15-2-0. The Thundering Herd were the first-ranked team for most of 2023 until they stumbled in back-to-back matches versus West Virginia and Kentucky. They have come back very strong since then with three conference wins and have an opportunity for revenge hosting Kentucky in the Sunbelt semifinal Wednesday. This will be a very interesting matchup with the winner likely taking on West Virginia in the final for a very intriguing top five matchup for the Sunbelt championship. At number four, I have the Georgetown Hoyas who have another very strong record with only two losses this season with two Stanford and Providence. They are one of the most experienced teams in the country, full of upperclassmen that have very strong tournament experience. They are top 10 in the NCAA in total goals for with 39, led by Jacob Merle's 11, who is one very, very bright spot for this team. One of the young players, sophomore, who is leading the team in goals and carrying their, their attack with the very experienced, strong midfield and defense led by upperclassmen. The Hoyas will look to win the Big East Tournament this week to lock in home field advantage throughout the College Cup. At five, I have UCF. The Knights have lost back-to-back games since being ranked first in the country, but are still one of the most dangerous sides. They beat Clemson and have draws with West Virginia and FIU. The early loss to South Carolina in the Sun Belt quarterfinal hurts UCF, but they will still be a top 16 team and will host multiple matches in the NCAA Tournament in Orlando. At number six, I have Notre Dame. The Irish would have likely been my first-ranked team in the country had they have finished off the comeback over Louisville Sunday. After falling down 3-0 in the second half, the Irish came back, tied it at three, before giving up the game winner 45 seconds later. Prior to that match, Notre Dame had only one loss on the season, coming in the hands of a strong Michigan State team. They have wins over Clemson, Duke, and a 6-0 schlacking over Pitt. Goalkeeper Brian Dowd is fourth in the country in shutouts with eight. At number seven, Clemson sits 9-3-4 on the season. 
The Tigers are always dangerous come tourney time, and it seemed to be heating up at the right time. With two wins over Duke and the rest of their, their ACC matchups very close, Clemson has a real shot to win the ACC tournament and find themselves in the top 16 come Selection Monday. The Tigers host Louisville Wednesday with a chance to make ACC final for the second straight year. At number eight, I have Duke at 11-3-3, who just fell to Clemson for the second time this season in PKs on Sunday. The Blue Devils lead the NCAA with 49 goals for this season. They have had a very strong season in one of the two toughest conferences, but don't have some of the quality wins that some of these other schools do have. The wins over Syracuse and Virginia are very meaningful, though. At number nine, I have New Hampshire. UNH had five players in the America East first team, showing how dominant the Wildcats were all season long. They have only lost one game all season and are fifth in the nation in shots on goal per game with a 7.19 average. They are coming off a dominant win over number 16 Vermont and will take on NJIT in the America East semis Wednesday. Seattle U is at number 10, sitting 12-2-3. They are fifth in the country in total goals for with 41 and are quietly fighting for a top 16 seed in the tournament. But I think a WAC tournament title will be needed. They face UNLV in the semis Wednesday. Wake Forest fell at home to UNC in the ACC quarterfinal Sunday, which is the main reason they fell this far in the rankings. The Demon Deacons have put together a really strong season in the ACC with wins over Clemson and UNC and draws with Syracuse and Notre Dame. This is another team that nobody will want to face in the tournament with the ability to cruise their way to a college cup. At number 12, North Carolina, who just beat Wake Forest, but I don't think their resume is as impressive as their counterparts. They have wins over Duke and Wake Forest, but draws with William and Mary and Loyola Marymount hurt them some. The Heels' semifinal match against Syracuse will be very telling for both sides looking for a conference tournament championship. At number 13, I have Denver. DU's signature win came over SMU back on September 1st, but they have had a few blemishes since then. Losses at Pitt and Portland are not bad, with both of those teams likely heading to the tournament, and they are still alive in the Summit League tournament looking for the championship. Their goalkeeper, Isaac Nemi, is a real strong point, sitting second in the country in shutouts with 11. Finishing out these rankings at 14, I have Bryant University, another one-loss team leading the NCAA in goal differential with plus 37 and just four goals against all year. Four goals in 17 games against, that is pretty unreal. Their only loss this season came versus Vermont, who are probably a bubble tournament team. They drew UNH too, which is an excellent result away from home. This team hasn't faced a very tough schedule, but they have impressed all season long, and I'm very intrigued to see how they will fare against some of the soccer powerhouses come NCAA tournament time. Now, looking at some of the Wednesday very, very big tournament matchups. Like I previously mentioned, New Hampshire faces NJIT at 6 p.m. Wednesday. This is a big game. NJIT has upset a few teams this season, including Vermont, and this would be a big win for New Hampshire um, to keep rolling, rolling their way to a title and a big NCAA tournament seed. At 8 p.m., Louisville-Clemson is another big, big game. 
with Louisville really rolling at the right time and likely to make the NCAA tournament um, and really help their help their ranking with a win. One of the most crucial matchups to me is UIC versus Missouri State. UIC is definitely on the outside looking in for the NCAA tournament, but a win over a top 15 ranked Missouri State team here could be intriguing for them. UIC has played real well this year and is a very strong team, and Missouri State has has lost a couple lately, but Missouri State is one of the best teams coming in this season and have really showed their worth. So I think Missouri State gets this done, but an 11-win UIC team, that is a very good matchup. Western Michigan and NIU in the other semi. I think Western Michigan likely rolls NIU, who just upset Bowling Green last round. This Western Michigan team has only one loss on the season and have been absolutely rolling as of late, including beating Missouri State away from home. In the other semifinal in the ACC, Syracuse, last year's national champions, taking on UNC, who just beat Wake Forest. This is a very, very good matchup um, with some exquisite goalkeeping on both sides. I think this is going to be a great one that I would not be surprised if it goes to PKs. A few others in the Big Ten, we have Ohio State and Penn State facing. Um, after Penn State held off Rutgers in the quarterfinal and Ohio State beat Michigan State. At 6 p.m., this is a very, very intriguing game. Ohio State has been hot lately, has some talented um, attacking weapons. Could be an upset watch here, but Shakes um, and Femi and Mangione will have something to say about that for Penn State. Looking to win the double. Um, I think they have a, a fairly decent shot. A win here would likely face them with Indiana. In the other semi, if they could beat Michigan, who again has upset Northwestern in back-to-back games, um, and is another team that I think has the capability. Both these Big Ten games should be pretty interesting to watch. Um, and then this is, I think, one of the most intriguing matchups of the night. Um, Kentucky at Marshall. Kentucky has already beaten Marshall this season. Um, and this is a big revenge spot for Marshall. I wouldn't say a must-win game, but a big, big game for Marshall to try and keep this extraordinary season going um, with a chance to play WVU in the final, get some revenge over them as well. So this is a big, big game, 7 p.m. Eastern between Kentucky and Marshall. That is all for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you next week.